Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I'm joined today by Coach Christine Hinton. Hello, Christine. Hello again. How are you? Good, good. So right before we came on here, we were laughing over the most Portland conversation ever I was having with my with our producer, who you got to chime in on here because you <laughs> called up on Skype. And it was about this amazing juice bar I got to go to yesterday, recommended Great. recommended by Krista, the um, one of the moms who was on the Found Change podcast. Uh-huh. And so I'm doing this I um, noon, one of our long time partners is doing a series on their blog about different cities and then um, having locals write really great running and riding tips as well as kind of foodie type suggestions or other kind of interesting things. So anyway, so I, gosh, I just sometimes feel like I live under a rock. So I, so I sent out an email to all these mother runners I know, and I'm like, Hey, you know, where, where do you, you know, have breakfast after a run? Or do you have a favorite smoothie spot or, you know, all this stuff. And so Krista is like, Oh, you have to go to Cure, which is spelled K-U-R-E. And it's a small chain here in town. And, um, so, um, Molly and I ran around town yesterday taking pictures to accompany the blog post. And that was a lot of fun. And, um, of course we were trying to do this selfie video down on the East bank esplanade and the first human being we see is a mother runner. I know she's like, no way. she's like, Hey Sarah, I'm like, Hey Penny. Um, so I'm like, of course this is They're everywhere. They are everywhere. So, and she's a mother rower as well. And that's actually, she was headed to, um, uh, take her single out on the river. And so, um, so we then got to Molly and I went to this place cure afterwards and I just, do, do you like go out a lot in the morning, Christine? Like, do you, do you start runs like at a coffee shop and then finish up and get coffee or do you eat breakfast afterwards? Like that's you know, not when I'm on my own, but if I do meet up with, with friends, sometimes we'll plan it uh-huh. to, uh, you know, finish up somewhere so that we can have bagels or whatever afterwards. And then does that involve driving to that location and then starting to run? Um, usually we'll, well, in the times that I've done it, we'll usually be somewhere close to it, but we won't start and end at the actual okay restaurant, but then we'll drive there afterwards, oh, but it's usually within a, you know, five minute drive or something. Okay. Yeah. That's just not, that's just not how I roll. And I don't know whether it's because I'm incredibly thrifty, read cheap or because I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I live, uh, Molly and I live, you know, a half mile from a street that has a lot of things on it. So we could certainly... Right walk or run or ride bikes or drive or whatever we want to and it's just that's just I mean I don't do it a lot and and you know most of the time I'm by myself so I usually yeah. don't do it <laughs> yeah, yeah but you I, know, got, I got I got some fruit and uh, coffee at home so. right, right well so because that was Molly's thing as we were driving there she's like gosh people go out for coffee all the time she's like I can't wake up and wait 90 minutes to have coffee I'd have like a raging headache yeah. and you know all this stuff and I'm like thinking oh I don't drink coffee so I don't know what anybody's talking about yeah, but right. uh so anyway so we were uh, we just sort of didn't understand the whole practice of doing this. So we go around, we take these pictures, we take video, we just had a ton of fun doing it. And then um, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to end up at this place called Cure. And I'm going to 
treated Molly to an acai bowl. And that was the conversation that she jumped in on, <laughs> which, which Alex was like, I was like, is, what is that? <laughs> Alex is like, is that how you say that? And so it's a word. It's a, it's a superfood. It's a type of berry from South America, if I'm not mistaken. And um, it's a, and then one a C with what looks like a partial five underneath it. If I'd taken Spanish, I'd know what that, what that little <laughs> sign is, you know, or what that, if, I don't know if it's a letter that has its own name. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so A, that interesting C, then A, I. And so you pretty much say every letter in it. Um, so, um, and so say it again. Say it again. A. Acai. Acai. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> I never remember that. But. And um, so... Uh, one of the other mothers that I had asked for a recommendation, she had told me about this place, a different place that had amazing acai bowls. So, but when I walked into Cure, I'm like, oh, they have acai bowls. Like the, it's a cosmic alliance of that word this week. So I have to get one. And then also got this hot chocolate that just had all these different spices in it. And oh my gosh, the two things together. It was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and then Molly also had the same bowl and then an interesting um ma- matcha tea um and um oh my gosh and we suddenly were like oh we need to come here more often we need to start and end our runs here <laughs> so that's what happens is those places get you you go once and then, well, then you gotta make it a ritual well that's the thing because suddenly i was like oh my gosh until this morning i didn't know what i was missing and i had more money in my pocket and now i'm i mean for the whole since then i've been like oh my gosh when can i go back there do i <laughs> well there's one over on hawthorne maybe i could go to that one you know all this stuff and it's like yeah but i'm still out eight dollars at the end of yes the i know i know for me it's a special treat usually so yeah yeah have you yeah. ever do they have um Cava, C-A-V-A, the, it's a small chain in the Chevy Chase area, like kind of Chevy Chase, Bethesda. The, do they have them over in Crofton? Um, I do. I am not aware of one. Is that a, is that a coffee? It's a, no, it's a, um, a Mediterranean bowl type place. Oh, no, I've not. No, oh, I've not heard of that. That's the other thing that I have just, I cannot stop thinking about. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I basically love if the whole bowl thing I love um a food that you get a different taste in every bite yes and so like bo- it all mixed together oh yeah oh yeah and so that you know a bowl just complete and I love different textures so you know we have a good uh Vietnamese place here mm. just called I think it's just called Viet Noodle or something like that <laughs> and it looks like this little hole in the wall but they have bowls like that as well and mm. it yeah it's it's delicious and it's right next to the gym that I go oh. to for my cross training and oh, my friend boy. and I go and then we immediately, you know, put the calories back on. But I don't <laughs> eat there. Okay. See what you eat after that workout. Well, yes. If it's in the evening, we'll go there. We're like, ah, let's go pick up something. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's also the thing that I don't know. I'm also, you know, breakfast to me is an easy meal to make at home. You know, yeah. and so yeah. I just um, like I realize young people go out for brunch, but even even <laughs> when I was young, I didn't really go out for brunch very often. Because <laughs> they sleep in late, they can sleep in. Right, right. By the time they wake up, it's it's you know between breakfast and lunch. So. Right, right. I'm already <laughs> thinking about my second meal for the day by the time they go out. <laughs> so anyway, so but you had some festivities recently. Your daughter graduated from high school. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, just it's it was a whirlwind weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Family came in and uh, got to celebrate her 
walking across the stage and getting her high school diploma. And mm-hmm. now we're starting to think about she's got her orientation coming up for college. Oh, where's she going? This weekend. She's going to University of Mary Washington. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a really good tennis player and it's going to be playing playing for them. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, super exciting. And, and it's not too far away from me. So mm-hmm. I'll be able to come and bother her. <laughs> <laughs> like how like how far are we talking? like two and a half hours oh well that's far enough though i mean yeah it's far enough right Mm -hmm. but it's but it's still you know if if i want to come i can yeah Uh, yeah. or if she wants to come right i was gonna say or if she wants to come home yeah (laughs) (laughs) no she probably won't i'll probably never see her again (laughs) but i think she's ready to fly the coop you know Uh but um but yeah so it was a great it was wonderful it was a really really nice weekend the weather was perfect and it was outside and it was it was beautiful oh and uh, it was you posted such beautiful family pictures yeah, we had some great um, photo opportunities, so it was yeah. neat. It's a small small class, so uh-huh. it's very personalized, and it was nice. So, oh, nice. and your and your twins graduated. So yeah, we had promotions all around. So Phoebe, uh, my older Phoebe, one, she uh, prom- um, they don't definitely don't call it graduation at those grades, which I never okay. realized before this time. <laughs> all, both schools were very adamant it's a promotion. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know, not a commencement, not a graduation. You know, promotion. And okay. so Phoebe um, uh, had her eighth grade promotion, and that was in the evening. And then um, uh, John Daphne were promoted from fifth grade, and that was during the day. So it was quite a busy day. Yeah. And um, oh my gosh, so funny. So um, since the twins, you know, have the same last name, they were one behind the other. And mm-hmm. so Daphne went first, and John is just a very exuberant child. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he um and he um sometimes calls his, his twin sister um Daphne Cheeks for for no for no good reason <laughs> or so, shortens it to Daff Cheeks and so so Jack has video of it and, and I won't do it because it would totally like blow out people's earbuds but but they um he uh, when they uh, when the teacher you know, announces Daphne Carney and and you hear John go yeah Daphne Cheeks in this incredibly high pitched voice. <laughs> and, and he had so I had been out in Maryland right up until the Monday night before the That's kids right. yeah so the kids all, all the promotions were on Wednesday I didn't get home until you know like 10 p.m. on Monday and so they of course all waited until Tuesday to let me know what they wanted to wear so <laughs> so including John insisting insisting that he have a suit and, and I mean, he, cute. he started crying when I told him we weren't going to get him a suit. He lo- he like closed himself in our front hall closet. Like, he, really? oh, That's he was interesting. And so then he like enumerates everybody who's going to be wearing a suit. All oh. the boys who are going to be wearing a suit who, of course, might I add none of the more suits. <laughs> oh, so, so did he get a suit? Um, so we, we finally caved and, um, in part because I found, you know, back to, back to me being thrifty suits are not inexpensive for kids. And, and, you know, it's not a like, Hey, we're at school every day. So you really get your money's worth. So, um, so yeah, but, but Jack took him shopping because I had to take Phoebe shopping that evening to get, um, her dress for her promotion. So, yeah, so Jack got him a very nice navy blue suit um, from Sears and a um, cute striped tie and a new button down and a belt because the pants wouldn't stay up because he's so stinking skinny. (laughs) (laughs) 
and, um, and he we did not splurge on shoes he just wore um black leather nikes and um, perfect yeah perfect. so then um but he definitely when he went to get his little certificate he kind of like leaned over and ran toward the principal and it totally looked like and he held his arms down and it was kind of like the way sometimes um like uh the the <laughs> like leader like jimmy kimmel or jimmy fallon like runs onto the stage like hey i'm getting a visual yeah, that is yeah, funny. yeah. so um so we do have all that on video so um so they had that and then phoebe's was in the evening and um she also um was promoted from an art school so there was all this um like dance and singing and um oh, instrumental stuff all added into the promotion it made for quite a um entertaining two hours um so two hours two wow. hours it was it was definitely and particularly on a hard auditorium seat it was my limit for how long <laughs> i could sit <laughs> yeah that's a long that's a long one yeah 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 so but nice but yeah nice. it was it was it was so so we're all entering different um yeah. you know phases of our our family lives middle school and high school mm-hmm, Woo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep 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 and you will now be um just with your son at home how's that gonna feel yeah you know i don't know i kind of have mixed emotions about it it i mean in some respects it'll be nice because you know i'll have a decrease in laundry and <laughs> you know making dinners yeah. and all that and snacks but um of course i'll, I'll miss her like crazy but uh yeah. i don't think it'll be a good time for my son and i to kind of you know maybe build a stronger bond i'll be coaching yeah. his cross-country team in the fall oh, awesome. and um so that is going to give us a lot to do you know, right, right when Addie will be gone. So yeah, yeah. hopefully we can focus on that. So. Oh, that's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. And like I said, I'll probably be visiting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be book, that mom. Book, book your hotel rooms now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, so that the, with school ending, that means we're entering summer. And mm. so this show, as the mercury rises and humidity makes the air heavy and horrific in some parts of the country, we are talking about summer running. And when I thought of that topic, I realized it's been forever since we fielded questions from our Facebook page. So I thought, oh, let's marry the two. We'll talk about summer running and get questions from uh, mm-hmm. our Facebook page. So asked the questions out there and got such a great range of questions. I mean, I know we've done this topic before, but we got questions like with kind of approaching from angles that haven't been talked about before. So, um, so Christine, you're on this cause you're our true expert. Um, and, um, you're our card carrying expert, but, okay. um, <laughs> um, I will chime in with my own personal experiences as you, I know will add from your own personal experience. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we'll both, since we're both, um, writers for magazines, we can both, um, you know, add in bits of wisdom that we've picked up over the years from experts we've interviewed. So, yes. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Stay cool, and we'll be right back. All right, Christine. So let's start with an important basic question from Amy. And I'm going to say that we're going to only use first names that I don't butcher last names, maybe just a few (laughs) first names. But um, so Amy wants to know, what does it mean to acclimate to heat and humidity? How does one do that? Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, I've had... um like you, a lot of experience with running in the heat. I lived in Florida, I lived in South Carolina, lived in North Carolina, and even in Maryland, it's, it can get pretty hot in the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, so typically, you know, they, they, whoever the, you know, they're the real experts, (laughs) they say, you know, it takes about two weeks of consistently training, Mm -hmm. um, in the heat for you to acclimate. 
And yeah, so I mean, everybody's different. It also depends on how often you're getting out there and how long you're getting out there. But about I usually say about two to three weeks. Mm. Um, and you know, it in your body will adapt by that repeated exposure, and you'll start to feel less strain, a little bit more comfortable um, as those weeks go on. Go on, but as you're acclimating. <clears throat> you want to try to pick the times of the day that aren't as hot initially, and you mm. want to slow down, decrease your intensity, run really early in the morning, late at night, make sure that you're you know, getting your fluids in. And then after two or three weeks, then you might want to say, okay, if your race is like a 8.30 race or something, and you've been getting up at 5 to run to get the cooler temperatures, you might want to start inching your way up to that, whatever mm. your race time is going to be, so you can get kind of used to the temperature at that time of day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it ta- it takes a couple weeks. Um, and, do, and, and is it true that that um, you know getting acclimated to heat means your blood literally thins out a little bit, or is that just total bogus? Um, um they, myth? now okay. So when you're um, when you're when you're sweating due to the heat, your mm-hmm. body um, diverts blood to your skin mm-hmm. to to make it sweat, mm-hmm. and so there's less blood going to an oxygen because you know your oxygen's hooked up to the, the blood um there's less going to your exercising muscles mm-hmm. so that kind of reduces the amount of blood available for you to run mm-hmm. um so that that might be where that's coming from because your your blood now is going elsewhere mm-hmm. um yeah because mm-hmm. i just know that well i mean my dad who's from the south and who loves to kind of spin a tall tale he he would always talk about like how you know oh his blood you know would thin out when he lived down there and you know or you you talk to people like in minnesota and they're like oh our blood's gotten thick over the winter you know and so i sort of wonder, yeah maybe the doctors out there listening are like yelling at their phones yeah, being like you idiots yes. i am not a doctor so i don't know but i do know that the blood gets diverted so yeah. maybe that's part of how yeah. that started but yeah the blood gets gets shifted to where it's needed and and it's needed at cooling you so yeah yeah I gotta say that I took an hour-long run when I was in Maryland on that Sunday which might have been the day that um Addie graduated I'm not sure if it was Saturday or Sunday but so um and I just was drenched it looked like I'd been pushed into a swimming pool at the end of my and it wasn't that hot (laughs) (laughs) but it was so humid I know I know I know and humidity is a whole nother factor I know we have a question on humidity coming up but that's that adds a whole nother twist to the whole heat yeah yeah yeah. so that's what um Yana or Jana again all right see I've already botched one name I'm not sure which it is (laughs) Um, (laughs) you're right right um she says I need tips for running in high humidity since moving to Georgia, the humidity in the summer is killing me. I already sweat a lot, and now with the added humidity, I feel like I'm underwater when I try to run outside. Well, Yana or Jana, I, I feel for you because that that truly was me, and I just am not not used to it. I mean, there's no escaping it, is there? No, I mean, you're obviously going to sweat more, mm-hmm. which means you're going to lose more fluids and more salt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the, the greater the humidity, you know, you got to kind of watch out with the, the heat and humidity. There's, there's charts, um, mm-hmm. you can look up online to kind of see like when it starts to kind of get in the danger zone of, mm-hmm. of where you might want to consider going inside. But what I would recommend is, um, you want, cause, cause as when you're, when there's a high humidity and I don't know how, to, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but when there's high humidity, your body doesn't, it can't release the heat. That's why the sweat sticks and stays. Mm. Like when you're in a dry area, you've mm. got, um, that breeze or the, the, right. the air it can, can whisk it away. Yeah. The evaporation, so you, the evaporation. I mean, it's the same right, reason why 
you know, things get like cooler after a rainstorm, right? Because right, the- exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so when you've got that thickness in the humidity, there's in the air, your body can't, you know, doesn't take the sweat away. So you're really not getting cool. You're mm-hmm. just getting really wet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that makes you sweat. Yeah. So that makes you sweat more and your body's trying to release the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what I tell people is that before you even go outside to try to do some things um, to keep you cooler, to reduce your core temperature before you even get outside, like, you know, like the elite athletes use those core, those ice vests and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we can do things like an ice bandana Mm-hmm. or, you know, carry a frozen water bottle to kind of shift around on you mm-hmm. um, instead of having hot tea or coffee in the morning, drink an iced beverage, mm-hmm. um, you know, set out popsicles and little coolers along the way, you know. <laughs> and, and you know, I love popsicles. Oh, my gosh. That's one of the best running things, I think, are the, the little ones where you can just snap them off, you know, the top and yeah, suck yeah. on them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My kids love those. Oh, we, well, we, yes. we have Otter Pop brand ones out here. I don't know if that's um, okay. Jack gets them at Costco usually. So, and the kids just adore Otter Pops. Yeah, where you get like a million of them mm-hmm. for like, you know, $5. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and there's <laughs> yeah, so. they have no nutritional value other than sugar no, and water. Yeah, not, but they're a great way to kind of keep the ice and, and the coolness um, in you during those when the humidity is really high because your core temperature does rise and that makes your heart rate go higher and that makes the effort feel worse. So, um, yeah, so in the humidity and again, like with, with any kind of heat stuff you got to adjust your expectations as well you're going to be running slower um, and it's going to feel a little bit harder but do you really do that do you really put a high to cooler somewhere of popsicles on your run like admit it or do you just tell people to do that (laughs) the only the the only times where i see that done and i guess if i you know if i had a really important run maybe i would or run back home and grab a popsicle but i know that you know like group runs like our um Annapolis Striders, uh-huh. they have coolers out along oh. the way because uh, we run on the BNA Trail, the Baltimore Annapolis Trail, uh-huh. and we have different stops and there's coolers with ice oh. and you know different drinks. And yeah, we'll stick in you know whatever you want there. So, oh. but yeah, on your own, I don't know how much you do it, but I know in the group runs. I mean, if you had a group of people together and everybody was in charge of a cooler or something, I don't know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> put some goodies in. Um, but it is nice because it makes you like, especially on those long runs, you know, mile ten or twelve, you're going to be hitting that cooler with with ice and yeah, um, popsicles or whatever. So yeah, right, right. And I have to say that um, Sarah from Florida gave some practical tips like you were just giving, and one that I had never heard before was um, she said that icy hot, that kind of like Ben Gay type stuff that you yeah. put on, she said actually does a nice job of keeping you cool with the breeze. Interesting. Yeah, I know, right? That's true. That I, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a super clever practical tip. Um, yeah, and, and and you know, and and I've said before on this podcast that I sometimes will stop in at a Seven Eleven or Plaid Pantry and get some ice mm-hmm. from them or Subway Shop and uh, put some ice, you know, under my baseball hat and my sports bra um, in the front of my capris. I have been known to do that. So. <laughs> That's a special right. <laughs> Are you man enough to take it? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, any of those tricks of just you know keeping your, your core temperature down, but, and you know, but along with that, we do need to make sure that you're running at your perceived effort rather than constantly staring at your watch. Cause you're going to be running slower, especially the first two to three weeks where you're acclimating. Um, there, you know, there are, again, uh, there are charts out there, Jack Daniels, um, mm-hmm. who is my 
I love him. He's a, yeah, one of the greatest awesome. coaches ever. Yeah, he's an awesome um, guy. He, yeah, he not has the whiskey or whatever there is. Well, that too. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a vodka gal. If you like Jack Daniels, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not picky. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, so he put together a chart on on how temperatures, different temperatures, um, the percentage of that it'll increase your pace, you know, um, based on the temperature. So at like 70 degrees. Your you can expect a six to seven percent increase in your your pace. Right, um, right. Eighty degrees, you're talking twelve to fifteen percent increase. Eighty five, you're talking eighteen to twenty percent wow. of an increase in your pace, which can be very disheartening when you're mm-hmm. out there running and all of a sudden you're looking and you're running a minute or two slower on your long run than you're you know usually do. Um, but you got to just remember in the back of your head, hey, it's a lot hotter. And this is normal for this to be happening. So it also, I think those numbers are so important when you show up at a race and it's mm. hot and you haven't had a chance to acclimate. Um, exactly. That that you just, I mean, I think back to my two Boston Marathon experiences. Um, <laughs> at, uh, exactly. You, no, that's true. You know that, and when you hear that the forecast is going to be that, that you just have to, you know, I mean, you hear a forecast, so maybe you hear it one or two days beforehand when it seems like it will actually pan out, and you just have to kind of make peace with that race day is not going to be the race day that you dreamt it was going to be that you worked so hard for that you have to accept that those numbers from the very esteemed Jack Daniels it, yes. are are accurate and that yes. that that it's not possible it's not you being a wuss it's not you not trying hard enough it's not you having not done the work it's just it's that the weather sucks that day and it's you know, sabotaging you and something you might want to do, and, and, and anyone that's caught in that situation, is take your time, look at what the weather conditions were, and adjust it. Mm-hmm. Mm, see, and oh. see oh. Yeah, so if, if it had been a great, you know, weather, perfect weather conditions, what would that time, you know, equate to? Oh, please. please. The moment you're reading those off, I was making notes, and Jack, <laughs> and my Jack, not Jack Daniels, is really good at math. So I'm like, oh, he can totally yeah. figure out what 18 to 20% added to my time. Whereas I'm like, yeah, there's a way to do that, and I don't know how it is. <laughs> we'll leave it then. <laughs> yeah, but see, but then, then, then that makes you feel a little bit better. Like, I'll even do that sometimes if you know with age grade <laughs> right, right. Not, not, this isn't a heat a heat uh, comment but yeah i'll even do that with you know you could do that like okay for over 40 in this temperature and then you'll be running you know oh wow she ran a 315 <laughs> look that you and i can teach a really com- like a 300 level math course it's like right. how to adjust your race finishes based on age and temperature that's right. And, uh, you know, I will find a way to make you feel good about your race. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. We should totally. If you, were 20, if you were 20 and running in 40 degree temperature, you would run a world record. And, and, and on flat ground. Oh my gosh, Christine, you and I should right. totally do this as a gag at the retreat after the Happy Girls. That'd be so much fun. Oh, that would be fun. Okay. Oh my, oh my gosh. Break out the <laughs> totally break out the calculator and be or be more even more awesome like if we could have like an app oh. that would do this and there we we oh. would like set up a booth and there could be like carnival music playing and, and it's like <laughs> we, i'll like have a cane and you can have a top hat and we'll be like step right up we'll tell you what your time could have been <laughs> that's good i like that <laughs> 
are popsicles. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. <laughs> thus, so many, yeah. thus, a side business was born. <laughs> oh, my oh gosh. Okay, so so um, back to the questions. I have to say, I love this admission from Kim. She says, "I'm contemplating becoming a summer swimmer slash winter runner. Is that selling out?" No, not at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Next question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, I think um, anytime you're, especially in the conditions where it could be, you know, dangerous to, to run outside, if you're talking like over 90 and mm-hmm. 60, 70% humidity and your run is going to end up being a walk suffer fest, mm-hmm. um, why not? Why not get in the pool and, um, and do something different? I'm, you know, I think it's, I mean, of course I run most of the year. So, um, you know, I'm a year round runner, Mm -hmm. but if you're living in Florida, when I lived in Florida during the summer, I did a lot of swimming and I tell you what, you get into some great all over shape, Mm -hmm. um, from, from having some diversity in your activities. So if she's okay with that and she isn't like addicted to running in those hot conditions and yeah, go and then throw in some aqua jogging on top of it or, right. um, you know, to keep up her running portion of it. But yeah, do, I mean, do what makes you happy. It makes you feel comfortable. So then when you, though, let's say Kim or someone listening does, you know, maybe take six weeks, eight weeks off from running and switches to, to doing, you know, lake swimming or pool swimming or whatever it is. Then what's the advice on coming back? Because I would think, you know, so there your body wasn't putting up with all the pounding. Um, You know, how do you ease back into it? Yeah. um, Well, the good news is, is that, you know, once once you have been a runner, even if you take off a couple of months, coming back isn't isn't like coming back brand new starting uh, mm-hmm. nothing. So, but you do still have to kind of ease back in. Um, I typically say, let's start with three days a week, something easy, you know, and it depends on where the person was at before and what they're comfortable with. Um, but just going out for the first two or weeks, three times a week, you know, maybe 30, 40 minutes, uh, walking can be involved if you need to, and just kind of feel it out and see what your body remembers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually after three or four weeks, people start to feel like, Hey, you know, I remember this, right. <laughs> <laughs> your body starts to say, you know, Hey, I remember, you know, the, the running and, and, and the pounding and just making sure, um, that you're not doing too much too soon and you're not trying to train or run where you left off mm-hmm. and remembering that you're, you know, kind of restarting, not from total scratch, but you are kind of reminding your body that, that this is something you're going to start doing again. Um, so it's hard to give specifics on mileage and stuff like that. Um, but, but I would say start with three days a week for three weeks or so, and then maybe add a fourth day and, and then see where you're at. Mm-hmm. So we have a question from Ellen that we've sort of touched on before, but um, at, well, let's ask it straight up. Um, at what point during a hot and humid run should you cut it short? She said, I'm in hot and humid St. Louis and often wondering if I'm pushing too long when it's sweltering outside. Is misery, simple misery enough, or are there other symptoms to point me home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, this is probably a good place to talk about heat stroke and mm-hmm. heat exhaustion, I would, I would yes. think. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I kind of alluded to earlier, um, there's different charts out there that'll tell you different things, but anytime you're climbing up into the upper eighties, nineties, and you're getting to 50, 60, 70% humidity, that's usually when they'll start saying, okay, you know, uh, 
if you're elderly or have breathing problems and all that kind of stuff. And so when I, when I hear that stuff, I think, okay, this might be a little bit of a red flag for my run today. Mm. Um, and certainly if it's in the first couple of weeks of you acclimating to heat, you probably should take that run inside or Mm. find something different to do. Mm Um, but, but if, you know, if you do decide to go out there, you just have to be careful of the signs that, that it is time to head back home. You know, if you start to feel really weak or dizzy or your pulse rate starts to skyrocket or you start mm-hmm. to feel nauseous or irritable or you have like weird muscle pains, mm-hmm. um, things like that or confusion, that's the time to, to get home and cool yourself down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And don't, don't sometimes people kind of stop sweating and that's a, that's a red flag. Yeah, I think so. Yes. I think that's that if you stop sweating, you start feeling really hot and dry mm-hmm. that I think you're more, more to the um, uh, whatever the worst one is. Which one's the worst? I think worst one? exhaustion. Oh, I don't know. Heat stroke. OK, yeah. I don't know either. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the doctors who are listening are like, oh, those morons. <laughs> whatever the worst one is. Yeah, right, I think right. that. Yes. If you if that happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You definitely want to. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, even, you know, yeah, I, I was going to say, or maybe even think of at least calling home and getting a ride or uh, yeah. maybe going in somewhere and asking for assistance from somebody, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But, you know, if, if, if you're on the fence and you and you are running and you start, to, you know, anytime you start to feel that dizziness and, and where um, you kind of, you know, you start to feel kind of like sick a little bit and that's happened to me before where you just like the heat is just getting to you don't fight through it just go home it's not it's not worth it that's a good call don't fight through it yeah um so yes and uh lee from arkansas well, she replied to ellen's question on facebook and she said that uh the older she gets the less she can tolerate running in the heat so she um arkansas is just south of missouri um mom yes i was paying attention enough to know that in geography class um <laughs> and, um, and that you know that um going to a, on a treadmill you know is so you can still get your run on you just stay inside and do it yeah absolutely. and you know all summer long you can do that for your important runs if you if it's really important for you to make sure that you can see those marathon race pace you know miles or your your intervals for your your 5k training those are the days where you're you should take it inside and there's some places that have indoor tracks mm-hmm. um i used to live in when i was in north carolina we had albeit it was a 200 meter track so oh, it would boy. drive me a little crazy <laughs> <laughs> but it was inside so it was cooler and i could do intervals and things um of that nature on there that i really wanted to kind of nail my paces yeah yeah i gotta say i just had newfound respect for people who train for marathons, like I was thinking about the um, Marine Corps marathon, the people when I that, just that one run in Maryland, I was like, oh, I'm not sure, yeah. I could, I'm not sure I could hang with it. It just is. oh, you could because you'll acclimate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's ironic that that we're doing this show today because we're having a little bit of a cold snap. I mean, I, as I record this, I'm wearing a sweater and I've been running in capris. Like this morning, Molly and wow. I ran. Um, two miles two bar class and then two miles home and I wore capris in a tank top because otherwise I get too hot in the studio and I was downright chilly like bo- going both directions 
Um, wow. Yeah. So um, lucky you. I know. So don't hate me. Don't hate me. Uh, <laughs> don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Um, and, um, that it was. And uh, you are <laughs> but but I was yeah I wore capris yesterday and it's um uh, yeah it's a little chilly out here so yeah um and overcast it does not feel like summer vacation here. Um, <laughs> So we have a somewhat related question to the treadmill and when it's too hot. Um, and this comes to us from Keely and she says, how hot is, is too hot? When is it better just to skip a run? She says, I tried running the other night, not thinking about how hot it was. I kept having to stop and walk and I felt like I couldn't breathe. So yeah. again, just go yeah. to that heat scale. Would you say? I was going to say, you got, you got to be able to breathe to run. Yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Make sure you have that. Yeah. I mean that, I mean, yeah, that for sure is a definite red flag and don't fight for fight through that. Just go back home. But yeah, I think like, like any, and again, on any weather, um, you know, websites and stuff, they have those charts. But again, I, I, I personally think anything from 85 to 90 and once you start getting to 60, 70% humidity, um, mm. is when you should really start to consider being inside or doing some kind of other, you know, water-based outdoor activity, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's early on in, in your acclimating to the, to the heat, mm-hmm. just not worth it. Just not worth it. Plus, plus you're never, you're not going to be satisfied with the run anyway. That's a good um, point. Like she said, she had to keep stopping and walking and she couldn't breathe. So boy, that was a, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's, yeah, that stinks. <laughs> ha- hashtag epic fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not fun. So, but I get wanting to get out there and try and, and, and I have no problem with anyone doing that. Um, you know, especially as they, they do acclimate to the heat, get out there. And if after 10 minutes you're still struggling, then, you know, just, just take it into the treadmill or elliptical or bike or swim or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have to say, speaking of breathing, a summer condition that is not heat or humidity, but is a big thing out here is forest fires and wildfires, wildfires. And that that's another thing not to mess around with. And this is just truly just a little sidebar to it. But I um, used to have to go to Salt Lake City twice a year for a trade show. And one summer was there and there were just really bad wildfires. No, it was inversion. Because that you know Salt Lake City is in a valley, and so um, the um, and maybe maybe I don't know maybe inversion does it definitely wouldn't happen in a coastal place like Maryland, but um, mm-hmm. but that uh, that what happens is then the um, I don't know like cold air, hot air, something comes in and all the pollution gets held down, and so whether that's from car emissions or from wildfires. And so they were saying like, oh, you know, again, a case of, you know, elderly people shouldn't be outside, people with, you know, um, breathing issues, all that stuff. And so here I was, the, you know, idiot from Portland not knowing about these things because I hadn't experienced it and went out running. And for the rest of the day, I was hacking like I had emphysema. And, And people were saying that they were like, oh, you know, an hour spent running in conditions like that is like smoking two packs of cigarettes oh my gosh i I did not know that i was just like oh that was a really stupid thing to do (laughs) oh that's awful yeah so so did it affect you while you were running like did you feel it while you were running too or just after the run it was unpleasant certainly but um but i um yeah and, and, and it happens i mean we've had oh gosh i remember driving uh last summer there were all the wildfires and and Portland actually is in a valley. And so it was just really, really low. And they were saying people should not be outside running because of it, 
or running or biking wow. or doing other exercise. So yeah, so that's another thing to to take seriously and to again, you know, you saying it's really not going to be a gratifying experience and let right. alone it won't be healthy for you, so don't do it. So Yeah, and that yeah, and that's yeah, the whole air quality thing also you can find easily on on, you know, online or or usually the weather channel and stuff like that. Right. So give right. you some guidelines. Right, right. So now you've kind of um flirted around with um something that Kimberly asked us and she says, uh, does deep water running count and is it a good substitution on sweltering days? And I know you are have always been a big proponent of, of deep water running. Yes. I love aqua jogging mm-hmm. and have, um, well, I won't say I love it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a great alternative when you, when you have to in my, in the days where I've been injured, I will definitely use, um, deep water running. Yeah. Uh, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, in the summertime, you know, we have, usually fairly good access to pools or mm-hmm. other bodies of water. Mm-hmm. Um, all it takes is a little aqua jogging belt. And actually you can even do it without one. Um, well, because if you're that's, keep, that's yeah, badass. if you're keep, yeah, it's not, you know, it's, it, I did it one time cause I was at the pool and I thought oh, I'm gonna do some aqua jogging, but I didn't have my belt with me. And I was like, I'm just going to get in and see. And it's definitely, you get in there it's a little bit harder, but, um, it's not as bad as you think. So if you don't want to invest in an aqua belt, I don't think you have to have one. You can get in and experiment. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love that option. And what you can do is, and, and this also goes for any other kind of indoor cardio machines or whatever is to convert your run that you have planned that day Mm -hmm. to time and then do that time and about that effort, um, in the water or on the bike or the elliptical or, or whatever, Mm -hmm. and just count that as your run. Right, 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 right. I did uh, deep water running when I was pregnant with the twins because I wasn't allowed to mm. run outside with the pounding. And so it's another, you know, it doesn't, doesn't have to be summertime if you're pregnant to, to t- take in the advantages of, yeah. of uh, aqua jogging. So, right. yeah. So in aqua jogging, yeah. are we going to throw that phrase out along with the just regular jogging or are we, you just dove right in <laughs> <laughs> to that phrase? <laughs> aqua running? Yeah. Aqua. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and here is a great training question from Ashley. Um, and this was, I was like, oh, that's a good one. I, I hadn't thought of that. She said, um, I'd be interested to hear about proper cool down. Should a cool down be longer during really hot weather? Is it bad to immediately escape into AC or a cool shower? No, I, I mean, I cool down immediately. Like, and I'm assuming she means cool down, like, you know, after you're done running, what is, what exactly does she do? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, like yesterday I had a pretty hard workout and then had to, you know, run easy 15 minutes before I went in. Yes. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. You know, you definitely still want to, um, do whatever the running cool down portion is. Mm -hmm. So if she's doing intervals or tempo and she's got a 10 minute cool down to do, um, definitely still keep the body moving for that period of time. It could be walking though. I mean, if it's a really hot day, mm-hmm. the point is that you just want to kind of still keep your body moving and, but bring your heart rate back down. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to just stop. Um, but so, so yeah, I would say keep the cool down if it's, you know, crazy, crazy hot, she can decrease it a little bit, but I would still, I usually will look at my heart rate, um, mm-hmm. during the cool down. And once I get to whatever my number, my number is usually below 120 or so, then I will know that, okay, I'm, I'm kind of in a good spot now where I can get inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, that the, the cooling down, 
own process can yeah she can jump into a pool a stream you mm-hmm. know a mm-hmm. ac i hose off i have a hose outside oh, look at you. And, and i will just <laughs> i do I just, so classy I put, you are christine <laughs> i know i know my neighbors probably think i'm ridiculous but yeah so i just turn on the hose and i basically shower down outside <laughs> with the hose and there, uh, yeah there's a couple houses here in my neighborhood that i know have outdoor showers and love I, that. Oh, I'm so envious of them. Like one of my yeah. this friend who used to live about ten blocks away. I'm like, oh, Mary's got an outdoor shower. No fair. <laughs> I love outdoor showers. Yeah. And actually, I think the reason I probably hose off outside is growing up, my dad he had an outdoor shower at the house, and when he would come back from runs, oh. he had a little bar of soap there, and he would just shower right there. And, uh, so uh, since I don't have you know an actual shower, I just you know squirt uh-huh. the hose all over. Right. So, but it feels great and it does immediately kind of cool you down. Yeah. Um, so that's a good way to, to, to bring your core temperature back down pretty quickly. Right, 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 right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The, the poor man's outdoor shower. So, all right, as long as we were talking about water, let's dive into some hydration related questions. See what I did there again, that dive in. Um, so um, <laughs> here is this question from Gina, and this is a very common complaint. We also got it from uh, uh, Val and Jennifer. Uh, Gina said, I tend to get headaches often after I run in the heat. I've really been working on hydration. What's the story with salt tablets on longer runs? She is starting to train for a half marathon in July. Yeah, I kind of feel like there's two questions going on there that may or may not be related. So the headache, a lot of it's it's not that uncommon that people get headaches in the heat. Mm. Um, it's usually from from what I know, and again, you know, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but they're they're usually harmless, and you know, some over the counter pain meds can can help. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could, you also want to make sure that you are hydrating well. It could be a hydration issue. You know, you can get a headache in the afternoon while you're not running at all, and it could be a hydration issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and obviously, you want to have a balance of electrolytes in your system to primary, you know, primarily the salt, and, and then the fluid levels need to be uh, balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have too much of one, you know, too much water, not enough salt, you can go into the hypotremia. Um, and then obviously the, the opposite would be the dehydration. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, salt, I mean, you got to have salt. And mm-hmm. if you look at any sports drink or, you know, um, different goos and stuff that are available, they're all going to have some sodium in them right. because sodium helps, uh, increase the rate of fluid absorption. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some studies now and I, I only brief, briefly glanced over this, but they're now they're saying if there's carbo, if you have a sports drink that has sodium, but it has carbohydrates in it as well. It doesn't absorb as well. So, oh. so all the I more know, reason to all the more reason to drink noon because it doesn't have carbohydrates exactly, in it. Yep. Exactly to, mm-hmm. to drink noon or to take it in some other form like the salt tabs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So drinking the water and taking in salt tabs. Yeah. Um, but most most beverages like the noon typically, and I don't I'd have to look at the noon to see exactly how much sodium they have, but most of them are formulated to have about the amount of sodium that you need to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a heavy salt sweater, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you're finishing runs and you're like covered with white mm-hmm. <laughs> and your, and your, and your dog doesn't stop licking you when you get home, <laughs> <laughs> that might mean you need some extra salt, um, yeah. you know, sodium in, in your, um, 
in your uh, uh during your runs oh, so yeah, yeah. Okay. so yeah so like i think the the average they say for people is about 400 um milligrams per hour when you're mm. out there sweating mm. um and uh and if you're a really heavy sweater, you know, you could go, could more than that. Too much salt doesn't, it's not necessarily going to hurt you, but it doesn't have any benefit either. Mm-hmm. So if you take a couple of salt tabs and you don't really need them, I don't think it's going to, and again, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, but, we, yeah. we wouldn't yeah. be telling people to take salt tablets every yeah. day because then that might right. you know, result no, 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 in high blood no, no, pressure no, no. or something yes. like that. Yeah. 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 So, I think, I think the, the average runner that has like the noon or I know goo makes uh, some products with um, sodium in them. If you're good with those and you take them on a regular basis during your run, you're probably fine when you're sweating heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, but there might be situations where a, a tab might be useful. Yeah. So, cause I'm holding my hand a little shake, 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 uh, yep. Roctane electrolyte capsules with ginger root. Which, there you go. Yeah, so those are, um, I think, what you're referring to that they have. Um, if I had some cheater glasses on, I could actually read the ingredients. But I do know that um, I'm pretty sure it has sodium, magnesium, potassium. But then also the ginger root is to um, kind of calm your stomach down. Because as we all know, um, sometimes, you know, maybe eating stuff on a run can make you feel kind of queasy. Mm-hmm. Or just the heat can make you feel kind of queasy. I actually think that's great because it... it the reason most people that use salt tabs are going to be out there longer. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you're not taking a salt tab if you're going out for an hour run. Right. You're going to be taking salt tabs if you're out there two or three or more hours. So um, having that gentle mm-hmm. uh, component to it is really beneficial. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. the other, any of the other electrolytes too. Yeah, yeah. So, so all right. So on a somewhat related question to staying well hydrated, Carrie um, says outside toilet stops. Taking on water to keep hydrated is a fine balance on a long run with no lose. And um, another Sarah wants to know the same thing. And guess who has an answer for this? I'll let you take this one. The expert, this one. PP issues. I was going to say in the anals of um, peeing outside. Oh, I did it again. (laughs) I went there. I went there. (laughs) <laughs> so um so in the compendium of what i have written about in my experience of peeing outdoors you know i have talked on this podcast that i have um sat on a planter here in portland and uh you know pretended like i was like tying my shoe as i peed or that um when i've done it in connecticut that where there is no shortage of stone walls i have sat on a stone wall and just peed through my capris because i know that there are some people who are shy about you know pulling down their shorts or their capris or that type of thing when they're outside in nature so that the reason i suggest all these things is because then if you can muster it, you can just pee through your bottoms. And the thing is, is if, you know, we've talked about that you're already soaking wet from sweat probably. So to me, and, you know, like, let's let's just really dive into the subject. That, that the pee that you're putting out, say, you know, 90 minutes into a long run, isn't like the same type of pee that you've stored overnight Like it is mainly like water with maybe some stuff that your body's decided to get rid of, but it is largely just now body temperature water that's gone from, from your mouth through your system and out the other side. So I think people really just sort of, you know, need to get over the icky factor. And the, the reason why I don't just stand there and do it while I'm, while I'm standing up is because then it does trickle down into your shoes and that's 
kind of not very pleasant. <laughs> um, so that so that my so new that, that, that's where the line is for you, right? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, and I have done it. I have done it, but uh, um, that but so my new way of doing it. So so forget planters, forget stone walls, um, curbs. I've done that too, but um, I think I mentioned it that um. While I was running with my um, guy friend Will, I sat down on a guardrail and um, had my bum on one side of the guard, my bum and my other lady and my lady parts on the one side of the guardrail. (laughs) (laughs) So that it felt, it was like a big metal divide between that and my shoes. Oh my gosh! Sir. So I like the visual. Yeah, right now. yeah. Oh yeah. So you know, but sat there, and anyone who you know, and I mean, Will didn't know I was peeing, and you know, anyone who would have driven or ridden their bike by wouldn't have had been any the wiser. And so that you know, mm. just kind of stopped it then from running, from siphoning down the back of my capris into the into the socks and shoes. So right. um, right, yeah. So, you know, but there is always, if, if, you know, if none of the, if drop and trow or ping on a, you know, on a stone wall doesn't, doesn't suit your personality, you know, you can always go into a Starbucks, a McDonald's, a 7-Eleven, a gas station, you know, I mean. Pee friendly routes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, is it, is this true in Crofton or is this just a Portland phenomenon that there's so much rehabbing of houses going on that Honestly, we probably pass 10 porta potties on an hour long run. Yeah, we don't have a ton here, but yes, that 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 does happen where there are some porta potties and and I also we have a golf course as oh, part yep. of our yep. um, neighborhood and so there's a, um a couple spots where I can hit the golf course and there's some some uh stuff there that I can use to go to the bathroom they're porta potties but they're the nice porta potties (laughs) oh yeah that's a good point we actually there's a um golf course um about two miles from my house that actually um as part of the clubhouse you can just stop in and and it's a public course so it's i'm not suggesting that people you know go up to you know a a private you know trump-owned golf course you know you walk you walk you know, but you walk in like you know what you're doing, and you go to the bathroom. No one's going to say anything. Oh, that's I mean, that's <laughs> I totally the no, truth. I'm not, oh. I'm not an expert, but I do that all the time. I don't belong to our golf club, right. just, but I but I know the bathrooms well. <laughs> right, right. Or like if you run in kind of an urban setting, like a hotel. I mean, you know, for oh, all yeah, they know, just, you're a guest. You're a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just walk yeah. In. Yes, I know. I, I mean, no one's going to, you know. No one's going to deny you to go into the bathroom, but um, but also you know one of the things that uh, to that helped me too is, is sometimes in the summertime like I'll wear um, shorter uh, shorts or the ones that are more flowy, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to take those down. You can just yep. if you squat behind a tree and just kind of move it yep. over. Girlfriend, I hear you, what you're you saying. I have, done. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to, you know, so you don't have to pulley, you know, fully pull down your pants. You can just kind of move exactly. it over a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I have done that exact same thing. And that, that was when I wore running skirts. That's why I like the ones with just the, um, not the boy shorts, but the ones that had, um, like, like the type, the type of thing. What do you, what do cheerleaders call those things that they wear under their little skirts? You know, that type of thing. So whatever those are called, mm-hmm. you know, like that type of, like, it's like a bikini bottom underneath there. So there's, you know, it's a whole mm-hmm. lot easier to uh, move it aside. Um, so, yes. All right. So there, I think we have covered the um, peeing on the run um, portion of the show. And I, and, I do, and I do carry a little toilet paper with me. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a shake it, shake the dew off the, the lily 
Well, (laughs) it's in case case there's more going on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Poor Alex is probably about to barf right now. Um, he's communing with my cat right now who sometimes likes to come and look in our window. So I always have, and he loves Miller. So (laughs) he was taking a picture. Um, so, all right. Um, uh, with most mother runner things, we're going to end this with laundry. Um, and this question comes from Elizabeth. She says, and I just love this question. Just love it. So I'm going to read the whole thing. And then I'm going to read a, one hilarious response from, from somebody on the Facebook page. So Elizabeth says, any advice on laundry? I run in Texas and my clothes are literally dripping after early morning runs. I had to throw out a fabric hamper last summer because it got permastink from my running clothes. And my bathroom has a constant low level smell of sweaty socks. Yuck. Short of doing laundry after every run, are there any tips to keep things not quite so stinky? And so Yvonne wrote, have more boys, you'll never notice your smell. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So awesome. So awesome. And um, there was a practical tip. Then Kathy chimed in. She said, uh, she said, I've heard those little silica gel packs do wonders, the kind that come in shoes and purses, etc. Just keep in mind if you have small children that they shouldn't eat them. And the same goes for pets. And so Kathy says she hasn't tried that, but she um, hope it helps and and she thinks it will. So um, do you have any suggestions, Christine, for, um, you know, kind of keep it down the stink until you can do the laundry? Yeah, you know, uh, well, there luckily this is, you know, a a problem that has you know, uh, hit a lot of people. A lot of people have this problem. So industries have come up with all kinds of cool stuff stuff and, mm. and if she's willing to perhaps look into purchasing some new clothes because i find like my older stuff tends to be the oh, stinkiest gosh. oh yeah um yeah so and that's like the, the the stuff that you can't get the the smell out of mm-hmm. um but there are shirts now that have and my brother has a couple of these they're really cool they have like these little silver nanoparticles in oh, them yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're supposed yes and they're supposed to keep the stink out Mm-hmm. Just completely, you know, stink free somehow. Mm-hmm. And there also are copper shirts, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to kill ninety nine percent of any bacteria. Nice. And hunters actually use those shirts. Oh, uh, so they so they, they can't so, be detected. Yeah. Right, right. Clever. So their scent can't be. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and they do. I think most of the stuff is is hunter related, but they do make some just basic sport type shirts and, and, and bottoms. Um, and then a lot of clothes now is also just have that antimicrobial, um, finish on them. And I mm-hmm. think that eventually does kind of wash out. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, unfortunately, and I don't know, you know, now that I'm talking, mm-hmm. I feel like I've, I've heard of some kind of product that you can either spray on or wash it that might put that back kind of into oh. the fabric. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and also there's charcoal, there's charcoal and fabrics now too, and workout clothes that can, um, help prevent the stink. But other than that, man, I just throw a lot of detergent. (laughs) Do you think, do you think though, do you think speaking of charcoal, do you think maybe you could put a couple like, like charcoal pellets, like at the bottom of your, um, hamper or like, I don't know, or cedar balls, that sort of thing. Yes. Uh, you know, Maybe someone will want to experiment with that. Um, but definitely like this, the cedar is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll 
be as <laughs> as silly as like because I have a pile. I think all runners do. We have a pile, right? Yeah. So I have a pile in my bathroom, and I'll just spray it with some Febreze. <laughs> oh God, I can't stand the smell of Febreze. My gosh, uh, I think we've talked about that yeah, before. But yeah. yeah, I I like I like Febreze, and I'll like spray it with a little Febreze. <laughs> I just think I just think that it makes a new nastier smell. Like it just it I don't know. It just is so I don't know if it helps or not, but yeah. like I know I'm not gonna be to it and then, you know, for a right. day until like until I wash it. Or I might grab it the next morning and put it on again. Oh yeah, so. oh please. Well that's the great thing now about it being cooler now. I'm like, oh I've I just hang up my stuff and I'll wear it again tomorrow. But um I also did I think I've mentioned before on the podcast that I when I lived in San Francisco, I had a clothesline. And that was awesome because particularly I was a, I was a rower, so I wasn't, my clothes didn't get as sweaty and it was San Francisco. So it was cooler all the time. So I would just, so then also things were outside in the sun, which works as, as, Mm -hmm. you know, kills off bacteria as well. Mm -hmm. And so things, you know, they definitely, um, didn't smell fabulous, but they, they kept them out of the house too. You know, that was good. And 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 and, yeah. And when I, when I do my outdoor shower, I'll rinse my clothes off really good while I'm showering and then I'll usually hang them in. I'll hang them in the garage yeah. and they'll dry out there. So, yeah. so then your garage smells really bad. But <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I do have to say, have we not, have you not tried sweat X detergent? I have, I was going to wait for you to mention that. That is, that yes, is some uh, miracle stuff. Miracle. That works really, really good. I use that on my son's stuff and he oh. stinks worse than me. So. <laughs> I see back to the having boys. You never know your own smell, but, yes, but I know but, it's true. But the Sweatex sport detergent, it is so, um, that I, I have over the years of being a writer, I have tried a lot, a lot of sports detergents and you know, I might, I get optimistic each time and I'm like, Oh, this is the one that's going to work. And, um, finally, finally Sweatex is the one that works and it is just, it's it's miraculous and then yeah, I don't, yeah but then the key also is then to not put your stuff in the dryer because i think whatever yes, little bacteria point. escaped the sweat x then can just yeah it's hot we're going to multiply now and yes, and yes yeah mm-hmm. so and i also think that drying any of those technical fabrics so if you do have something with you know the the, the copper or the you know all that mm-hmm. good stuff antibacterial stuff on it well, uh, drying it I think will only um, increase the rate of it deteriorating yeah. and that effectiveness you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah definitely cuts down on its um, longevity yeah yeah so all right well good well we have we have covered a lot of ground. It's like a great run, Christine. We have covered a lot of ground. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So. And I'm, and I'm sweating. I'm sweating a little. <laughs> so uh, all right. So looking for new summer running tops, maybe ones that don't smell like your last hundred runs like uh, Christine and I were just talking about. We introduced a new line of technical tank tops that we are in love with, in love with. They are super lightweight and they dry in a flash, yet the cut is very flattering. They're not at all skimpy, yet they're not kind of dowdy like a singlet. They're like a wonderful marriage between too revealing and... um, frumpy let's say that so they are not neither of those things they're um and one of them these are all available in the mother runner store one of them says run like there's no tomorrow and it's this awesome bright coral color they'll really make you stand out in a race another one reads start strong finish and the strong is in really big letters and uh, we feel it's a nice message that can be interpreted in several ways 
There's another one with a heart on it that says run on it um, inside the heart. And then we introduced our first ever triathlon related tank top that says try with all my might on it. And um, perhaps best of all, with all of these, they are a mere $25. They are all available in our online store at motherrunnerstore.com. Again, go to motherrunnerstore.com to find our flattering keep you cool tank tops. And even in the heat, many happy miles. 